Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. Today we are going to have a great, our final episode of four on budget homeschooling. But if you have a chance, head down into the show notes. We're going to be putting all the links and there's links to all of our various places, our YouTube channel where we're, we're putting out more videos of us yammering at a uh, at a camera so you can see us and, and, and all that fun stuff. If you hit subscribe there, also hit subscribe on your podcast. I know there's some people who just listen periodically. It'd be great if we can have you subscribe and get get it automatically into your feed. We have been working for four straight weeks, working on budget homeschooling. Today, we're going to be talking about infrastructure and kind of some extras that kind of go along with it. Now, we know a lot of you guys already have homeschool spaces or already have a good idea about homeschool spaces. We're going to be talking about ways to do and and kind of outfit those things um, in a cheap manner. But next week, we're going to do actually like if you're brand new, to homeschooling and you want to build a homeschool space, we're going to mm-hmm. do an, a whole entire episode just on ways to build a homeschool space, how big it can be, all the various ways people have been doing that. We've been interviewing people for, gosh, two years now um, about their homeschool spaces. That's a big question we always ask in our homeschool journeys because we always like to hear what people's space looks like because it's always different. Yeah. And so we'll be talking a lot about like different spaces, different organizational techniques, di- different things like that next week. This week, we're going to just be talking about kind of like Ideas to kind of outfit your your homeschool space in kind of a more of affordable way. On the cheap. On the cheap. Not super cheap. You know, be nice. Yeah, frugal. With the walnut veneer instead of the walnut wood. <laughs> yeah, we were hoping this episode's like, you know, the infrastructure of your homeschool space and yeah. then, you know, all the miscellaneous things that didn't fit in uh, the previous three episodes. Yeah, there's got to be a grab this is our This is our catch-all episode uh, to round out our budget homeschooling series. Yeah, so... You know, we, we always go corporate on us. We're, we're going to talk a little about infrastructure. You know, what is that? You know, all the the, the girders, the steel girders, the concrete pad, um, the glass that goes on the buildings. We're going to talk about like, you know, the infrastructure that builds out your homeschool, your space, right? You got your you have your kids, you have all your 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 curriculum, but sometimes there needs to be some infrastructure that goes along with that. So let's talk a little bit about like classroom decor. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be setting up your space that you want to be inviting for your for your kids and yourself to spend hopefully a good amount of time in as you're homeschooling. Um, And And, and, you know, as as a homeschooling dad, I I find myself a lot of times pointing at things on the walls. You know, it's like, yeah, look at this, or like, right. You know, you're in that moment, you're doing some teaching, and sometimes it's really nice to say, well, you know, there are all the letters right up there. Right. We have a we have in our homeschool space. We use our bonus room, and we have uh, a a big alphabet line around our room that we got at Dollar Tree. So that's yeah. our first That's our first recommendation is uh, the classroom supplies, classroom decor supplies at Dollar Tree. So if you haven't been to your local Dollar Tree lately, 
Uh, they've got yeah. a great Would little this section. Apply to like Dollar General as well, or like, I don't know about Dollar we General. We do Dollar Tree. That's the one we have. We here don't have town. a Dollar General, and that's not really a dollar. Although Dollar Tree is not a dollar anymore; it's like a dollar twenty-five. <sighs> but I digress. Scandalous. I digress. Um, so yeah, they have a really great section in the store with classroom decor, and it's got neat things like you know how teachers always have those like wavy borders that go around. Mm-hmm. You know, they usually will will put some sort of like colored paper on the wall or poster board or something, and have a wavy borders that go around it, and they big letters that spell out fun things like reading is fun or whatever. <laughs> I mean, all that kind of stuff you can totally get at Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, they have lots of cool things for your classroom. They have interesting things like like imagine like a fly swatter except it's a star and it's got it's open in the middle so that you can like slap words and stuff you know they've got um we have like a wand for like reading as well like yeah. you can like I think we got that for the all about reading. Didn't yeah, we? I think we like got that. to go with that. But you can get those type of tools and those. You, you yeah, know, there's just there. like little cool stuff, and there's plenty of like if you're looking for uh, progress stickers, you know, way yeah. to go type things, or you know, little certificates, or there's just if you you know think like teacher outfit type stuff that's really basic and all paper products mostly or small plastic products. You can find them at Dollar Tree. You'll be pretty amazed what you can find. You can also Amazing. get like poster boards there, really cheap. Um, so definitely check out your local Dollar Tree yeah, like, for the decor stuff. Like like posters for like multiplication tables or... Yeah, they'll have all kinds of weird all, stuff. List all the states in the country, you know, or that Right. Kind of just, it's it's surprising. I think it's really surprising yeah, what get, they get have. Get your elementary teacher on. I go literally got Tree. a beach ball there that yeah. was a globe. A globe beach ball from Dollar Tree. Didn't last long. It didn't... I mean, yeah, well, that was a different problem. That was a dog problem. But you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> They have some, say, have some really interesting things that I think you'll be surprised what you might find there that could be really cool and, of course, be really affordable to outfit your homeschool space. Another great place to go is we've been, you know, periodically stopping in there, places like Target. You know, if you go to Walmart, things yeah. like that, they have a ton of things that... Everything's on back to school, man. There's these... Oh, Fred Meyer we hit up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, here up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, that's a... You know, we were able to find a lot of really cool knick-knacky wall decor organizational things super cheap off i think everything was like 50 or 60 well right and pay attention because schools are starting and as schools start then all that stuff's going to go on clearance clearance. so it's going to go to the clearance aisle it's going to go to your local like if you have like a big box outlet stores or wherever buys like surplus stuff from these other stores it's all going to go there soon so really pay attention our parent partnership doesn't start for another month but some of these kids are starting i think next uh, after labor day right right after labor day everybody starts yeah so they're trying to get all that that product out the door and all of a sudden we're going to be super cheap in the last two weeks (laughs) yeah we're gonna be able to snap it up so that's a really good place to go um the other thing is you can really you know okay you could buy a a chart of all of the the letters or something or three or four bucks or whatever whatever thing you want you know uh, whether it's shapes or whatever you know you could also employ your children to help you make decor for your classroom you get some poster boards from aforementioned dollar tree or like they're really cheap at walmart um you can just go get a couple of poster boards you can you know outline some things and have your kids help you make the posters for your classroom rather than having to buy super expensive posters And sometimes you might be trying to focus on things like for example we go all year round so you know in three or four weeks it's not really the start of our year we're just continuing on and you may have things that are very specific to your kid and like challenges that they might be running into and it's hard to find that poster that like hits that point exactly or you know 
touches that concept and maybe something you have to make on your yeah, own. Yeah, it certainly may be. And one of the cool things about making your own stuff, like you said, you can make it, you can tailor it, but you can also swap it in and out because you didn't spend a bunch of money. I feel like locked into this. If I if I bought a a shapes chart from Amazon and it cost me ten bucks, I would like that'd be the hill I would die on. I wouldn't want to move that shapes chart until we were absolutely completely done with shapes because I would exactly. feel like committed that I spent money on this thing. Exactly. Uh, rather, I could just say, hey, you know, we made it ourselves and we'll get it. We'll, you can even flip the poster board over and do something else on the other side of it. And then yeah. you could change up your classroom. And I think that's something that people don't remember about creating their homeschool spaces is that it's okay for things to yeah. move during the year. And if we can keep it cheap, it's easier to it's easier to make changes like changes with the seasons and stuff. If you want to, you know, change it just like a classroom would, of course they have spring, they'll have fall, they'll do different decor things. You know, you can do it too with your classroom, with your home class. If it's, if it's done affordably, especially when you employ your, your learner to help make those things. Like for example, if it's shapes, if you know, you take your phone and you go and take pictures of those shapes and have them make that poster. I mean, it's it's an educational experience sure, right there. You and can it's a print, way to solidify the learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the idea of using both sides of the poster board and, you know, reusing things and right. recycling. And, I mean, this is one of those, it's all about creativity things. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, when you see these like beautiful homeschool spaces on Pinterest, you know, there was oftentimes a lot of creativity went into doing that affordably rather than just having to plunk down all the money for it. <laughs> so exactly. um, is just one thing to look out for. So Another place you'd like to look at is like kind of Craigslist and kind of as an extension that's been taking over kind of the Craigslist market, which is the Facebook marketplace. Right. And this is talking about more like your larger items, like your furniture pieces for, yeah. you know, table or chairs or yeah. desks. One thing to really watch out for, and this isn't the right time of year, so just log this in your brain for, for the end of the school year. Um, but schools will start surplusing items at they the will. end of the school year as they're preparing to get new things. Or some schools will shut down like preschools. We've, we've had preschools in our local area that shut down and they'll they'll put out something on Facebook marketplace or Craigslist saying, Hey, we're shutting down this preschool and we're getting rid of all of our stuff. And that's a great, that's a great location to go and pick up, you know, desks and small chairs and things like that. Sometimes school districts will also surplus items and you can get, I remember when I was a kid, I had an old desk from the school district that they surplus. I remember when we were, when we used to live back in Florida, we got a bunch of free stuff from, I think the community college, like tables Mm -hmm. and chairs. They were surplusing. So you really pay attention for things. Obviously, you know, you can't just go out and buy it right when you need it. You have to wait for somebody to be offering that up, but that's something. And, And as an extension of that, your local buy nothing group if you're not on buy nothing right now or you don't know anything about buy nothing i'll give you the quick primer it is a it's a an idea a movement to try to you know reuse items within your local community and it's not within your town it's more like neighborhood based so there's a buy nothing group that we're a part of and there is multiple in the town we're in, and our town's not that big um, because it's kind of sectioned off into different regions. The idea is that you offer something up for free or somebody else does, and everything is zero dollars, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's freely given, freely received. Um, the groups have different rules, but basically that's it. There has is been that, some is great that where stuff. we got the play, the play structure out back? Uh, the play structure. Remember one of the, uh, the little Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got that. Yeah, we got a little like... We got like, some like uh, outdoor play stuff too. Yeah, yeah, it was like um, it was like one of those little plastic kids' houses. And we got the kitchen from that too, didn't we? 
Uh, no, the kitchen came from somewhere else, but oh. we got the little Lego table from That's there. That's right, we got the Lego table. Um, I've gotten all kinds of stuff. We got a bunch of books from Buy Nothing. Yep. I just today saw somebody posting a desk on Buy Nothing. So, you know, really, if you're not a part of your local Buy Nothing, really check that out because that's a great uh, a great place to get furniture items when people are surplusing. And your homeschool space may have to be a little uh, higgledy-piggledy, <laughs> you know, hot, you know uh, an amalgamation of different items yeah. for a little bit. Remember, you can always refinish furniture and stuff. So, you know, if you don't have a lot of money and you need to set up a space, you know, you need desks for your kids, things like that, really look at these resources and see what you can put together. And when you're done with whatever that is and you're ready to get something that matches more, you put it back on buy nothing and you give it to some other family and they can continue to use it. And the whole idea is that we just support our local community and don't throw so much stuff away. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think a good point of that is that, you know, there's a lot of wear and tear with young kids on this equipment and, a lot of this stuff is not going to last the test yeah, of time. Yeah, it's kind of nice to get it yeah. you know, used or free or exactly. whatever because, yeah, it's going to go through the ring. it's so easy to just kind of sand something, resurface it, and paint it. Like that, we did that with our the kitchen table thing that we did. We got oh, a, yeah. we Yeah, we did that. We had this little tiny table and chairs that yeah, somebody gave us. Toddler um, level to chairs. Right, right. They were tiny. And they but, were... But so well built that... <clears throat> Mr. Mac can sit in those chairs. And, yeah, they are solidly built. Yeah. They were like from the 80s. A coworker gave them to me. She was like, you know, here I have this little tables and chairs. And they were just like a blonde wood. They weren't like... Yeah. Wasn't anything special. Nothing special. We sanded them down. We painted them all multicolored. And we mm-hmm. put a chalk top on it. Yeah, like the spray paint chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. and then we painted the chairs. And we did animal stencils all over the table. Yeah. It turned out adorable. It was so cute. She had to take a picture. I, I showed her a picture of it. She was like, I want to send this to my mom. So she can see... <laughs> What a great thing you did with this. So it's fun too when we take something from somebody else and yeah. do something cool with it. Um, but you know, I mean, that takes that takes time. And we did that before when our daughter was very, very young. So we had time for that. <laughs> now also thinking about, you know, kind of repurposing items, you know, multiple use items to, you know, help accent what you're doing. Like a storage cabinet is, you know, a globe, a microscope, things of those. Yeah, maybe use, maybe yeah. you get a storage cabinet that instead of a fancy top on it, it's yeah. got a flat top so you can put your globe on top of it. <laughs> or, you know, think about um, maybe you can have storage that a curtain pulls in front of it and that can have some learning materials on it. I mean, just yep. you know, think. Think about what you need in your space. Efficiently using surfaces. Efficiently using surfaces yeah. and and items. Uh, you know, think, think about storage and... Think about like even if you have a small space, how can I how can I get everything in here? And maybe if I have to buy an item, you know, make it a multi-purpose item. Yeah, I think that getting multiple uses out of things is, especially in how how much stuff you can can accumulate over time. You know, not just books, but like you know, manipulatives and and learning materials and things that you pick up at the store periodically. Mm-hmm. You just got to find a home for those type of things. And you know, if you don't have the space for it, you you really want to. Think about how you can design that space to be multi-use. Like you're going to use, the, can I get a binder that goes on the side of my cabinet that can hold my papers, you know? Like right. can I use magnets to hold things? Or, can I can I yeah. have, have storage blocks exactly. that have a cushion on top and that's what my kids sit on for chairs. But also holds materials. But also holds stuff. I mean, yeah. You've seen people put together like, uh, you know, reading nooks and it's all yeah. storage and then there's cushions all on top of it and stuff and and then it's a great reading nook but it also doubles as storage. So, you know, yeah. be be thoughtful about that cuz you can really save money if you don't have to buy individual items for everything. Yeah. And, and and taking that minimalist almost like a tiny home approach to your homeschool space. Right. It doesn't have to be grand to 
to be the right fit and to be functional. Um, But yeah, as much as you can get things used and you can multi-purpose items, you really save a lot of money. Also, multi-purposing furniture in your house. So if you're making some type of renovation or if you have a family member, that's what happened with my folks. They were getting some new uh, living room furniture and we desperately needed a couch in the homeschool in the room. homeschool room, and we just snagged their love. Yeah, seat. we needed something comfy to sit on to read. Yeah, the love seat in the ottoman, and it was just perfect. It just kind of wedded right to that space. And right. so, keeping an eye out for family members who might be getting rid of something, you know, a chair or a reading mm-hmm. chair, even bean bags, things of that nature. Additional uh, folding chairs. I know with with what we have upstairs, we have some folding chairs that can be tucked away. And, Right, we had yeah. like a like a nicer card table kind of thing that yeah. we had long ago. It was sitting in the garage, and we had folding chairs for us. Like, hey, that could be our homeschool table. Exactly. So we pulled it out of the garage and we and, you and know, dusted it, it off, and we've used for it for a couple over years. Over a year, yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden, then we got we were up, upgrading our office desk, and we had to get, you know get rid of our old desk. And we said, well, this is really nice. This desk is way nicer than that card table. Card table was given to somebody else. And we moved the desk upstairs. Right. So, you know, as you do things in your home, really think about repurposing um, what you already have. Take a good look at what do I have in my home? We had some, we had some like storage shelving units in our daughter's rooms. And I mean, it was a good idea to put these storage things there, but the kids actually weren't using them. No. They were just cluttered all the time with toys, and we decided, you know, we'll get something different for their spaces, but we'll take these, and we stacked them all up and put them in the closet in the bonus room to hold all of our manipulatives and all of our overflow games, because we're like fair parking here. We have overflow. We have overflow games. It gave that closet structure, and it allowed us to use it as almost like a a very large armoire or like an enormous bookshelf. It allowed us to store Yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff stored in there now because we took these... Like uh, plastic container like they're almost plastic structure type of um no they're the, oh, they're those the, are the, wooden the wooden ones, ones from yeah, target yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. we've had forever we had them when we were first married and yeah, then right. we put them that. in the kids room so they could put you know fabric bins of toys in them and the kids never used them really they were no. just taking up space and we're like you know what we could stack these and do something different so really think about what's in your own home and what you might be able to do with it absolutely now going up on to like the technical side so if you do a lot of stuff in your homeschool room and you need to grab a TV or a Roku or repurpose a, a monitor to be, or an old computer to be kind of a workstation. You want to think about those type of things and, and think about, you know, how you can, like we we have two computers that I'm probably going to prepare as kind of low cost workstations for our kids when they start to get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. By then, maybe, maybe it'll be a Chromebook type of thing, but we don't know. But you know, from, we're keeping those, you know, those, those basically desktop old, computers, old, old desktop, our computers. De- old desktop computers that we, you know, we upgraded and then we just, we kept that exactly. thinking we're going to do something with it, but I don't know if we, we will or not, but we don't know. Yeah. But we do have a TV up there. So when we got a new TV for the our family, the old TV went upstairs and we hung it on the wall. So it's not taking up space, you know, on our storage area. Right. We were able to get one of those wall mounts. It was 1999 yep. at like Amazon. They're very cheap. We put it up so that it wasn't in the way. Um, and then we were able to plug a, you know, $25 Roku stick into the side yeah. of it. And that gives um, us, you know, Netflix, YouTube, um, you know, uh, PBS Kids, things of that nature on demand. Anytime yeah, we need. it's really terrific. And we can, we can actually, with the Roku, we can, um, we can Apple mirror our phones. Yeah, we can so cast, we can even yeah. have, you know, yeah, we can have something on Chrome on our phones and we can show it up on the screen for the kids. So it really works out nice. So if you're looking for technology, 
think about what you might want technology wise and get prepared so that you can buy that during Black Friday or Cyber Monday that's going to yeah. come up. So you might not have it for the beginning of the school year, but that's a really great place to save money um, is to get that equipment then because all the tech stuff goes on sale. The one thing I would say too about tech things, if you know specifically what you want or you know even close to it, even if you know like, hey, I just want to get a TV up there, um, you can go to something called Slick Deals, mm-hmm. which I have used for, I don't know, like a decade, a long time. And uh, you can set up an account there. It's free. And it's just, it's like a community community aggregator type thing where the community puts in when they find a really great deal and then people upvote it if it it's truly a good deal, not just like, eh, it's okay. And then things will bubble up to the front page. And so there's a lot of good deals. I'm sorry, because you'll probably spend more money because now you know about this, because um, it is really great. But technology stuff is specifically something that usually comes up on slick deals. And what's nice is rather than having to watch it every day, you can do an alert for it and Mm -hmm. say TV, for example, or Roku or whatever tablet, whatever it is that you need for your, for your homeschool. Um, and then it'll just send you an email if anything with, with that comes up and you can then assess whether or not that might be a good deal. Um, so anything technology wise, be prepared for sale times and use slick deals is, uh, my best advice. So that's setting up kind of like a low cost infrastructure, hitting all the various aspects of what you would need from a TV to technology to, you know, reading area, tables, storage, and you know, bookshelves, desks. all those type of things, giving you some good ideas, not necessarily how you want to design it because each and every room and every space is different. We Always can't, different. we'll talk a little bit more about design ideas in the next episode about your space when you want to set it up. But you know, we're just giving you ideas on like where to go find those things that you know you need. Right. Um, so that's infrastructure. Let's talk a little bit of kind of like a grab bag of extras. Yeah, we got a lot of things. So, so big thing I think would be, you know, we were talking about this whole budget, sec- you know, the series that we've been doing is all about in the house, curriculum, you know, how we're setting up our space, things of that nature. We got to get these kids out of the house. <laughs> Field trips, like what what are, what are like some really good ideas around that? Right. So um, to, you know, make this really experiential for our kids and and really fun for their homeschool years, you know, when you're talking about like museums and aquariums, many museums have free days and aquariums have free days. Look at their websites, um, look at their Facebook page. You can see like when the free day was last year. Mm -hmm. There's also going to be homeschool specific discount days a lot of times for like the zoo and and, and like our natural history museum here has like a homeschool discount day. This is where you're going to want to use your homeschool ID. So go back to the third episode and homeschool buyers co-op if you want to get your ID so that you can show it and you can get your homeschool discount. Um, There's also like virtual visits for, you know, if you can't go out, but you want to get, you know, have that extra field experience, but maybe you're sick or something, you know, you could do virtual museums. As an addendum to that, because of the pandemic, a lot of the big museums around your local area. So if you're like in one of the big cities um, or if you have something big within your state, that's very you know famous. Like if you have a famous artist or something of that nature. They did a lot of YouTube tours and a lot of YouTube videos for people during the pandemic. And yeah. so if you go and find your like, you know, Seattle, you know, uh, Museum of Art will did a huge like kind of walk through 
curators did presentations and they There's filmed some really it. good stuff There's some really great things especially out of like the big museums in new york or washington dc yeah those ones that you know maybe you don't live near and yeah. you want to get that experience there were There's a ton of really great virtual walkthroughs and a lot of great kind of um like mini lessons about different styles mm-hmm. of art or different artists there's a ton of stuff that was created during the pandemic to help offset you know, the fact that nobody was going to anything. Yeah. They built these, you know, great videos for that. So definitely check that out as well. Right. And I would say you look at your, look at the museum's website first and see yeah. if they, a lot of them have some sort of a virtual tour on their website. Um, but if not, definitely go over to YouTube because they have things there too. But how about like museum passes and zoo passes? Yeah. So this is a really good one. Um, getting a pass is a great way to give your family something that you can do all year long, whenever you're having, a, oh, it's a rainy day, or we're just not feeling homeschool, we want to go do this. And for us, for example, like our zoo, the passes were so affordable that once you went to the zoo twice, you have then paid for the pass, like in a year. You've gone twice, you've paid for it. Um, so this is a really good one. Like maybe you want to get one or two passes a year and then switch them up every year. If you live near a major metropolitan area and you want to go ahead and just, you know, say like, okay, well, this year I'm going to get the zoo and the natural history museum. And next year we're going to get the museum of art and the aquarium. And, you know, you can kind of change yeah. it up for your kids, but this gives you a great thing to do. And a lot of times it only takes like one or two days of attending these things to pay for the season pass. So if you do exactly. something twice, all of a sudden, wow, that pays for itself. Yeah, and so it's totally worth it. And yeah. it's great because then once you have the pass, you're going to use it more because you're like, hey, it's free to go to the zoo. Basically, we've already gone twice. So the rest of the year, it is now free to go to the zoo. Exactly. And as homeschoolers, it's really great because we can go when everybody else is in school so our kids can have really um, relaxed experience mm-hmm. without crowds and dealing with parking issues and all of that stuff. Um, and passes like this are such great gifts to ask oh, yeah. for from the grandparents for Christmas um, or a birthday if you have a kid who's like really into a specific place uh, because they're not super expensive. Yeah. Um, and they're and it's like, I think that grandparents especially, that not only do they love to support their grandkids' education, mm-hmm. but giving a gift like that, they're giving a longevity gift. Like, oh, yeah. oh they're going to be able to go to the zoo, you know, 10 times this year. And every time it's because I gave them this gift, right? So I think that it's yeah. great. It has a really good lasting impact. You know, when you buy kids toys or something and you just don't even know if they're going to like play with them, at least if they give you passes, you have something you can go do. And it can work in both directions. So for example, there may be something in your hometown, say like a reptile museum or like a kangaroo zoo or something like off the wall like that. We had those in each of our towns. And I'm not, like this and is I'm, not making this I'm up. not making any of those up. We have we 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 live near both of those. Um they may have a season pass. So that's something that, you know, maybe where you're located like there's a small time a one. small time thing. They may have a, a local thing, but also something in your local area where your kid can attend that you, you know, as a gift that you, the family member or the grandparent can come and go do something in a local area. But also think about it in reverse. When those kids are going and staying with grandma and grandpa a couple times a year, maybe there's something in grandma and grandpa's area that they can get season passes to that they, they can then use when the, you know, the kids are in that, you know, when they're there for a couple of days or say you go on a long weekend and you go to, you know, you go across state lines and you go see grandma and grandpa four times a year. Maybe there's a really cool, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, 
farming museum or there's like a prairie museum or a pioneer museum or something of that nature that's grandma and grandpa clearly live in the plains (laughs) yes if grandma and grandpa live out on the ranch and there's a ranch museum or you know maybe there could be like a really cool you know native american um you know whatever tribe is in that area they could have a really cool museum in that area some sort of cultural center absolutely there's lots of cool things like that so think about it in both directions so if you have family members that live in certain areas that may be something that they get for that you know when they come and visit yeah and while you're thinking of passes too and thinking about like gifts that people can give you you know think about your uh state park or national park passes too Mm -hmm. those are also a great thing to do because then you can it's not only one place you can go to all of these different locations with your passes um and those are usually really affordable per year yeah and there's something that we have in the state is the washington pass the washington state well, right, we have pass. washington state yeah. when we have discover pass discover pass but and then that, there's also national parks and then there's a northwest north northwest forest pass exactly. because that's the forest service so you know look up your local area but that's another great like pass to consider uh, passes are just really terrific because they're not all that much money if you use them a lot and once you have one you will use it more because it's it's free then. And if you switch them up year by year, then you always have something fresh to go do with your kids. Well, and, and, and going on top of that, because that's kind of outdoors, now, um, there may be some families or grandparents who enjoy going fishing, or they may you know, need a pass to go do some type of activity like that. That Again, that is another great pass to, to get. Right. So that like, hey, if your grandson's coming over, grandpa and grandma can go do some fly fishing on the river because grandpa bought the pass every year for Christmas, right? Right. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of, think about those things that you can invest in and try out. Uh, speaking of being outside, there are free national park days. There are free state park days, usually, I think, for us in Washington as well. So pay attention um, to those. You can go look on the, mm-hmm. on the websites for, for your local state parks or national parks and you know find out when their free days are. Those are a great opportunity to go and get out in nature and do something cool and different. Now, Groupon for like sort of field trips. What if you're like buying multiple tickets for right. a co-op or something like that? Yeah, or like you want to go, you know, we live near Seattle and they have things like the Argosy yeah. cruises or yes. whale watching <laughs> or, you know, something else like that. Or there's uh, sometimes there's uh, pottery classes or whatever. You can oftentimes get a good deal on Groupon. So um, that's something that, you know, it's funny. It sounds like, oh, that's so long ago because I haven't done that since before the pandemic. But we used to get some really great deals deals on Groupon, especially things that are, you know, activities to go out and do. There's usually a lot of that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's maybe, you know, like what you said, uh, like a little, we had these, we have these beautiful lakes and we have a kind of a a beautiful, you know, the Puget Sound has these kind of boats that you can take out and see things. Um, Also thinking about like cultural experiences. So maybe there's a Groupon tickets for restaurants that are in certain areas. Like, hey, maybe it's a Moroccan restaurant or yeah. it's a certain yeah, type of cool. restaurant you otherwise maybe wouldn't go to, but it's a great way to you know, bring the kids along. Think about things like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, the other thing you can do is you can visit local businesses uh, that will give you tours. So your local fire station, sometimes the local post office will give you tours. I mean, there's think about local businesses. Um, if you've got a... Uh, a farm co-op that's near you or i mean the you iron know, smelter down the road <laughs> think about the various types of businesses you know you can even some some kids and stuff can even go on a tour of like a vineyard obviously they can't drink wine but they can learn about growing grapes exactly, and, yeah. i mean there's lots of or, there's lots of different opportunities there's a lot of art centers and art museums where they may have like artists in residence or there's yeah. like a, yeah like um like galleries and things of that nature and those are really cool things for you to be able to take your kids through and you know show them some more culture 
I think the hard thing about those like free tours at local businesses is that they're not advertised. They might not even be on their website. This is one where you're going to have to look in your local community and go, you know, my kid would love it if we could see X, Y, Z. And then you have to call somebody and ask. I knew there was uh, one group of uh, homeschoolers. They had like a homeschool co-op, I think. Yeah. And they called up their local grocery store. And the grocery store literally took them behind the scenes and showed <laughs> the kids the deli and the bakery and yeah. how they stock the frozen food and how they accept truck deliveries. And it was all for free. So Really, this one is going to take being a bit creative and reaching out into your community if you want to try to take your kids somewhere and do a, a free tour. You know, something that we have here in the local area in North in North Seattle area and just on the south side of Everett, we have the Boeing manufacturing plant. Where oh they, man, that's where really cool. They will take you on the factory floor tour. in the factory tour where they, it's, I think, the largest by volume building in the world where they build all the planes. But we have, two, I think there's two major building centers, one down in Renton, one up in Everett, but I think the 737s roll off in Renton. I, I don't know. Remember, I remember we yeah. had to pay for that factory tour, but factory that tour. was awesome. Yeah. And then I think there's also the Museum of Flight down the Museum south. of Flight, and that's oh. one to get passes to. That place is awesome. If, if anyone goes, comes to the Seattle area, oh. you know, obviously go see the space, you know, go to, you know, Pike's Place and all that stuff, but head down to the yeah. The, the Museum Air of Space Flight Museum. is really great because cool, yeah. it's got all kinds of stuff from World War One, World oh, War Two, modern aviation. It's got an Air Force One, one of the Air Force Ones. I think it was it Kennedy's. It, yeah, it was one. Remember. I think it was Kennedy's. It yeah. was an old World War uh, Air Force One. It, anyway, the Museum of Flight's great. So, Absolutely. um, the other thing is when you're looking for more free opportunities, your local library is really great. Um, not only does your local library have all, you know, all your free resources that you love, um, but and things like story times, there's also classes at your local library. I looked up just our you know, local Seattle library system has got Taekwondo classes yep. and um, learning about hiking and building fairy houses and drawing and music. And some of those were even virtual. So mm -hmm. you could attend them in person or do them virtually. I was kind of amazed at the breadth of classes that our library just has community classes for free yeah, for it, kids. It's, it's, it's really amazing how, the, how they do that. I, I know because I, as part of my writer's group, I would go around and give talks to the greater area. I'd go into the islands. I go south of the city. Um, it's amazing service that they do. All you got to do is subscribe to their newsletter, whatever your local, um, sometimes your local public library will have a newsletter where they will announce these things and follow them on their social media accounts. So they will, you know, update you on, mm -hmm. you know, who is giving the talk and where it will be. It's, it's an amazing service. I was amazed. You they know, bring we, a lot of experts in yeah. to do. And what's really cool is that these people are, tr it's not like the, the library doesn't go out and find these people. These are people who are coming to the library saying, I'd like to use the public space to give a talk on this thing that I'm an expert yeah. in. And it's a really cool way to kind of learn about something new. Yeah, teach something for free. Yeah, the, our local library has an events page and you mm -hmm. can go down and select your branch. It'll tell you everything that's going on for the next few months. So it's really terrific. And some of these classes like story times, different things yeah. are, they are regularly scheduled. So, you know, every Wednesday at 10 or whatever yeah. is usually there's always a story time. But I was amazed at the number of non-book related events that kids would find interesting. I was yeah. like Taekwondo, the library's teaching Taekwondo. Yeah, out on the lawn, the library's teaching Taekwondo next week. I was really surprised to find out about that. So um, when it comes to free things, you're just going to have to like look around a little bit, but don't forget about some resources like your local library in your community. Absolutely. Um, next is kind of 
maybe outside the box, but volunteer efforts. Right. So you could do field trips and things, which are always great. Um, if your kids are just slightly older, there are lots of volunteer opportunities that you can get these great experiences, obviously for free. And it's a great socialization opportunity too. So like Habitat for Humanity, there's volunteer opportunities for kids as young as five with parents. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Um, the American Red Cross has lots of teen volunteer opportunities. Definitely around the holidays, we were talking our local... Uh, the uh, local food bank, maybe. Food bank, yeah, yep. for like sorting and packaging You may food. have a soup kitchen or a shelter or something like that where you're, right. they pack meals for people who are in need during the holidays or even just in general. You may yeah, find about our that. Girl Scout troop, actually, there's a there's a local location where they do all the packaging for the... the um, you know, gift tree, yeah. what, what do they call the wish tree or whatever at Christmas time, uh, where the, you know, families will put on their kids will put on their, the toys they want or whatever their, their, um, and then people will donate those things. And there's actually a center where they wrap everything and then they, they put them all in bags and then they deliver them and you can go and volunteer. And our Girl Scout troop's going to do that this winter. We're, we're going to volunteer to wrap all these gifts, um, which is really fun. And what's, what's fun too is when they get all these donations, they actually have this huge warehouse full of all the gifts and the girls are going to get to go and say, this is a nine-year-old boy who loves cars and he wants a Hot Wheels set. And they're going to get to go look at all the sets and they're going to get to pick out this toy for this right. kid from the donated items. And then they're going to get to wrap it, which they're going to have so much fun with. I remember as a child, we had a family who were family friends. And when the father was out of work and they were like on very, very hard times, they were like almost living in their car type type situation. And we did one of those giving trees and we paired up with um, a local community center and a bunch of people donated things and we wrapped all of it as a family. We invited them over yeah. and they opened all these gifts. And it was one of the most wonderful experiences um, that I can, re- Christmas uh, memories that I have from my childhood. Absolutely. So, you know, um, there's lots of good opportunities out there. You, on top of that, you know, you're giving back, to people, but also you can give back to animals as well. Um, if you want to, you know, give your time at animal shelters. Oh yeah. Getting socializing of, those puppies and kittens. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a ton of rescue centers. Um, I think, um, I think I've seen up in uh, a town over, there was kind of a mobile, um, dog grooming kind of, uh, animal rescue delivering, uh, uh, feed to uh, families in you know, in need who have animals, things of that nature. There's a lot of opportunities around animals. So if you're, if you have a young one who's also into that, you can take a look there. So that was kind of volunteer. Let's talk a little bit about media. I know everybody kind of wants to, you know, we, we kind of go towards media now. There's so much of it. We're kind of a wash yeah. in it. You know, what are a couple, you know, cheap kind of low budget things that they can incorporate in their homeschool? Yeah. So every, obviously we've all talked about YouTube. We know about Netflix and Amazon prime and all those things. So yeah. those are just kind of your, those are your, um, mainstream streaming platforms, <laughs> mainstream streaming. Um, but I wanted to talk about a couple things that are education specific that you can get. So the first one is Curiosity Stream, which is uh, all documentaries in science, technology, civilization, and human spirit. So there's like, I don't know, I think they advertise like thousands of documentaries on yeah. Curiosity Stream. And it is $3 a month <laughs> or 20 bucks a year. I think right now it's on special for $15 a year. <laughs> so you really can't go wrong um, with that. If you if you want to have a situation where it's all documentaries, it's all safe for your kids to be on. And um, 
you know, especially if your kids are going to be doing space. Or I was looking earlier today at some of the space ones, and there was a, like a lot of really good stuff on there. Yeah, especially if you have a kid who maybe enjoys those documentaries, likes to learn about things instead of watching kind of fiction or animated movies or kids movies. They, I, I've 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 met some kids. I've I've met coworkers who had kids who just, you know, they could not handle, you know, what for whatever reason they just did not enjoy things that were not real. And yeah. They really, really wanted to watch things like documentaries and things like this could help as well. Right. So let's talk a little bit about PBS. Yeah. PBS Public Broadcasting. So there's PBS service. and yeah. then there's PBS Kids, PBS two different Kids. apps. So PBS and PBS Kids both give a sub selection of their content for yep. free on streaming. Uh, so you can't get everything, but like we can go on to regular PBS and get a ton of episodes of like Nova and the Eons show. Yeah. Yeah, there's also there's the Planet Show, I think, was might have been on there. But what I really like PBS for is if you have a little bit of an older learner, it's a great addendum to uh, do the history. Um, mm-hmm. They do so many great things. I know Ken Burns has been creating um, historical documentaries for them for forever. I mean, just right. I mean, way back. And so there's so much content that they produce um, that is just you know top quality, top notch, mm-hmm. that you can help fold into your you know, historical or um, scientific uh, education if you're trying to, uh, you know, amend what you're currently doing. But with the PBS Kids one, I really, really like is yeah, there's so many good. great shows. They're all wholesome, wonderfully focused around education. Every single one of them is really, really focused. Even the ones that you wouldn't expect to be focused on education, when you watch an episode or two, you just go, wow, there's a lot of learning in here. Yeah, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of good. My my kids have learned so much from Dinosaur Train. Or dinosaur Train! Dinosaur, dinosaur train. train! We have learned so much. Or Wild Kratz. Um, Wild Kratz is, Wild really Kratz is on there. Yeah. Eleanor Wonders Why is also really good. Love that show. Molly of Denali Molly is Denali. on there. So And the, Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger and Curious George for our preschooler, which are both really great. Um it's one of those things where both PBS and PBS Kids, you can't pick which episodes you're going to get because it is a, a sub-selection. But the fact that it's there and it's free, we use it on our Roku. You can also just go to the website for PBS or PBS Kids mm-hmm. um, and watch directly from your computer if you don't want to use your Roku. But we found that the Roku app is just like, it's perfect. When our kids want to get up in the morning and watch cartoons and we're not going to be down there to watch exactly see exactly what they're going to watch it's like you can watch whatever you want on pbs kids yeah, exactly <laughs> also pbs kids has a learning app you can put on your phone or your tablet as well it has games and kind of educational things there as well so you can t- check that out as well yeah so this was episode four yes kind of i know this was a strange like uh <laughs> hey it's all the extras but it's the things that didn't fit into other categories well i mean you think about it, it's a general category of infrastructure and you know getting out in the world right i mean so experiences experiential learning you know and all that type of stuff so i i think that you know they have their own they have their own place and i think they're important especially when you're trying to round out the education when you think about everything we've talked up to talked about up to this point this is kind of like the final piece i mean outside Mm -hmm. of going to a co-op or going to find like a parent partnership right somewhere else that's going to pay for material your social group whether that's like a girl scouts or boy scouts type of thing or some type of social organization outside of those things where you're going out there and engaging with that which we have done episodes about, and we'll make sure to link one of those in the in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. This is kind of get you finished. You are ready to homeschool. 
Yeah, this should be all on the a fairly components. on a fairly tight budget. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, unless you, you got you know budget creep like we always do. Yeah, I mean, you can homeschool really affordably. Yeah, and today I realized that I had bought a book that I had already bought. So my book, you my book, I did. Luckily, it was only a National Geographic reader, so it wasn't too expensive. <laughs> but yeah, even the best laid plans and my book lists and things, um, my book buddy app did not save me in this case because I bought two copies of prehistoric mammals. But anyways. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, the message that we'd love for you to take away from these yeah. four episodes is you can do this on a budget, depending on how limited that budget is. I think that there's inverse proportional. Uh, the more limited your budget, the greater your creativity <laughs> um, is going to be the the case. But if you are creative, I think you can do a whole lot for your children, create an enriching environment for them with great materials and really awesome curriculum and wonderful experiences. Um, you, you can do that even if you have a limited budget. It's possible. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!